Welcome to Kindred Voices, brought to you by Pennsylvania Kim Connector. Kindred Voices is a podcast dedicated to helping kinship families throughout Pennsylvania. I'm your co-host, Tia Maria. And I'm your co-host, Andrea. Okay, Tia Maria, let's bring on our special guest for this episode. Thanks, Andrea. Well, today we are so excited to welcome Sean Turner, who is the Senior Director of Enrollment Management and Family Relations for the Milton Hershey School. Welcome to the show, Sean. Oh, good morning. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So, Sean, tell us what you do at Milton Hershey, because you've got a really long title. So what is that? What does all that mean? Yeah, my goodness. So I oversee a couple of different areas of the school. Um, when we talk about the word enrollment management, um, that means that I really help to find students who would be a great fit for our school. Um, so heading out into different areas of Pennsylvania and the surrounding states to identify who would be appropriate and who would benefit from our program. Uh, and then for family relations, uh, we really work intentionally to continue to support our families once the children are enrolled. Um, so helping to uh, encourage them uh, and give them the tools to best parent from a distance since we are a residential school. Mm. Terrific. So tell us a little, so that's what you do. So tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what made you interested in kinship families. Well, as a young child, I had experience uh, with kinship families. Um, I had a somewhat uh, tumultuous upbringing, uh, moved many times to a variety of different towns nearby. Um, and it was my paternal grandparents uh, who really served as a place of stability for me. Uh, every single weekend, I was there to give my mom a, a break from the challenges of raising uh, me. Uh, so I have a longstanding um, understanding of what kinship care can look like. Uh, additionally, uh, during the past five years that I've been at Milton Hershey, we've seen a very significant uptick in the number of uh, kinship families considering Milton Hershey as an option. Oh, that's interesting. What do you think is driving that uptick? I would say that we have really been at the front lines of the opioid epidemic uh, that is impacting uh, not simply Pennsylvania, but really uh, large parts of the entire country. Um, we don't track the specific reasons why a child is in kinship care. Um, what we know is that the numbers have doubled at the school. Um, we, about five years ago, only about 10% of our students were in a kinship situation. And that number has jumped to 20% in just five years. Um, anecdotally, we do hear that it is tied to addiction issues. Uh, sometimes uh, biological parents who are simply unable to care for their children at the moment. Um, and then other times, unfortunately, because of overdoses and sometimes people passing away. So a variety of different reasons, but uh, certainly the opioid epidemic and other addiction issues have been uh, the primary cause. Right, right. That makes sense. Well, thank you for letting us get a little, get to know you a little bit better. And one of the things I think is so interesting as we have had a number of guests on the show is many of us do either have a personal experience with kinship families being that we were either raised by, you know, kinship parents 
or just a strong interest in helping. And I think that's important because a lot of times the kinship parents really feel like no one understands their situation, but a lot of us do because we've actually gone through it personally. And I think, you know, you've kind of shared something similar. So my next question for you is, what would you like our listeners to know about the Milton Hershey School? Why can it be a really valuable resource for kinship families? Absolutely. So the Milton Hershey School was founded in 1909 by Milton Hershey and his wife, Catherine, uh, who made their uh, earnings from the Hershey Company. Um, and they originally started the school to be a residential uh, setting for children who had lost one or both of their parents. Um, over time, uh, that mission has evolved, uh, and we currently serve uh, both boys and girls from low-income families throughout the country, um, primarily in Pennsylvania. Um, but one thing that has remained key is that we are um, free for all students um, and are able to serve both pre-K students all the way through 12th grade. So we provide a full education um, at no cost. We also provide children with uh, not only their education, but housing, uh, healthy meals, clothing, medical and dental care, school supplies and technology. Um, students also have the opportunity to earn um, a potential college scholarship uh, to help them pay for schooling after Milton Hershey as well. Uh, so we really are a resource for a variety of uh, different folks in our area. Um, some of them who might be low income and struggling to make ends meet and view us as a great option for their children. Uh, but increasingly, we've seen a lot of individuals who didn't anticipate raising a child, <laughs> now raising a child and feeling very overwhelmed and very unprepared for that. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is pretty amazing that you're taking care of all of the expenses. And, you know, one of the really important responsibilities of parenting, which is education. So that's, that's a wonderful thing that you're doing. So we do get, a, I would say the majority of our calls are coming from grandparents. So how does Milton Hershey kind of handle the grandparents as, you know, the caregivers? Yeah, that's a great question. So for us, there are, uh, as you're well aware, we often see two different scenarios. Um, we will see grandparents who are the legal guardians of the children. Uh, they are in a formal kinship care placement, um, in which case they are the uh, folks that we would be working with throughout the entire process to explore if Milton Hershey would be a good option. Um, we would look at their situation. We'd engage in significant conversations with them. Um, and ultimately, they would be what we call our sponsor. Um, they would be the person who really still retains legal custody of the child um, and is our key point of contact. Um, alternatively, we also see quite a number of informal kinship care situations mm -hmm. um, where grandparents are really the key point of contact um, they're often the key decision maker, um, but in the eyes of the law, the children are still in the custody of the biological parent. Um, in those situations, we would come alongside both the parent and the grandparent to help determine what's best for the child and whether Milton Hershey would be the right option for them. Okay. 
And what are some of the biggest misconceptions that people might have about the school? Yeah, I think one of the biggest misconceptions we see is that families are concerned that by sending their child to Milton Hershey and it being a residential school where children live here during the school year, um, that they're not going to be involved in their child's lives. Mm. Um, they're often concerned that it's going to be hard and emotionally challenging, and, and that is not a misconception. That's true. Um, sending your child away from school would be hard for anyone. I couldn't even imagine making that sacrifice myself. Uh, but we really have made tremendous efforts to help families, especially grandparents, stay connected to their grandchildren and to the students at Milton Hershey. Um, one of the things that I love to hear um, and hear quite regularly is that Milton Hershey enables grandparents to be grandparents again. And I've gone through some of the trainings that Kin Connector offers with Dr. Crumbly, and I know that those pre-existing relationships where um, a grandparent has to transition role and really become the parental figure, if not the biological parent, um, really is not the role they anticipated serving in that child's life. Um, right. And we at Milton Hershey can serve that role, ensuring that they're uh, getting their homework done, they are uh, following our rules, they're growing as individuals, uh, to really free up and allow grandparents to be the fun grandparents that they want to be with weekend visits, um, with phone calls. We're increasingly using Zoom in the age of uh, COVID quarantines, as many other folks are. So we really go out of our way to provide grandparents especially the opportunity to still connect with their grandchildren, whether it's face-to-face -face by visiting our campus, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's by going home, and we have breaks throughout our school year to enable that, um, or to connect over the phone or virtually on any given day of the week. Yeah, that sounds terrific. I, I, I really do love the notion that this allows the grandparents to be grandparents again, and to still provide all of the love and comfort without, you know, sometimes the financial responsibility that they're just not ready to take on. This, is, this really and truly is a wonderful resource for them. So um, I'm going to turn it over to Andrea now. Yeah, I mean, I share Tia Maria's sentiments in that I, I think that what you guys do is wonderful and allowing them to be grandparents again is, is great. So that's one of the biggest benefits, right? Um, what are some of the other benefits of grandparents raising grandchildren or kinship parents sending their children to the care of Milton Hershey School that you've seen? Sure. So uh, I've already highlighted some of them and certainly uh, nearly every local public school does an excellent job providing a high quality education. Um, but we know that, that children need so much more than that. Um, and so often grandparents, um, while they are capable of meeting all of those children's needs, oftentimes they weren't prepared to do it. Um, they certainly never envisioned that they would be needing to discipline young children, uh, that they would have the, uh, simply the physical energy to keep up with little ones running around the house uh, or the emotional energy to deal with teenagers. Um, so what we really uh, value and what we really are thrilled that we're able to provide is 
a place where we can help children not only grow academically, but that we can also meet their basic needs uh, to help them with their medical and dental care, uh, their clothing, uh, any kind of um, psychological services that they might need. Um, we also are very focused on preparing them for the future. Um, and that's one of the things that I really like to focus on with our grandparents. Uh, what I have seen is, uh, unfortunately, some of our grandparents who consider Milton Hershey because they are physically uh, declining. Um, they are struggling with their own personal uh, health ailments. Um, sometimes it, it is, uh, they're not sure how much longer they're going to be around, um, which is really a, a tragic situation to be in. Um, and while we certainly would never um, become the legal custodian of a child, we can help ensure that that child is going to be cared for, not simply through their graduation from high school, but also to launch them successfully into the world so they can take care of themselves thereafter. Um, we have a significant focus on preparing our students for the workplace as well as for higher education. So we do offer a, a significant college scholarship to students, uh, which can actually accrue up to $95,000 um, wow. to help children pay for their, for their education, similar to what a, a middle-class parent who for a long time had been planning to support their child heading off to college. Uh, but we also are focused on the world of work because college is not necessarily the right answer for every student. Um, so we are very focused right now on internships and cooperative experiences and pre-apprenticeship programs for students who maybe want to go into the trades and can still earn a great life-sustaining wage without having to go to college. Um, and then we continue to provide services after graduation to help make sure that children are successful, uh, really into their mid-20s and beyond, knowing that nowadays young adults often need that time and continue to need that support um, in a way that might be different from prior generations. That's amazing. It really sounds like um, Milton Hershey looks at what each child and family needs and sets them up for success while also allowing the family to foster that, you know, interpersonal relationship while not worrying about basic needs. I think that's amazing. Yeah. One other thing that I would really mention, which can be, which is important to know, um, we as a school are open 365 days a year, 24 seven. Uh, so we do not require that children be here <laughs> all the time, um, but there are some students who need to be here all the time. Um, maybe students who might go home for uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving for the day and that's it. Um, other students will go home uh, every chance they can uh, for six weeks over the summer for a longer Thanksgiving, Christmas, and spring break. Um, so we really are an option um, year round and not simply during the school year, which can often be helpful for many grandparents to know. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a that's a great point to make that you, you know, have a lot of flexibility that can allow the families to kind of see each other, you know, in the frequency that they need. But, you know, one of the things as you were talking, Sean, that that I thought about that I think may be important to communicate to people who don't really know anything about Milton Hershey is that it is, you know, it's, 
it doesn't feel like one big institution per se where you know where thousands of kids are in one building like it feels very much like a family um our team was um honored to be able to kind of take a tour of the campus and see what they're doing and so the children are placed in like individual family units so can you talk a little bit about that because that is where they are getting the guidance of you know a a mom and dad and 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 with siblings and stuff like that yeah thank you so much In, in talking so much about our academic component um, I, I totally forgot uh, to, to mention the um, commitment that we have to nurturing students in, in a holistic fashion. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. Our students do not live in dorms um, or, or, or some type of uh, mass setting. Uh, each of our students is placed into a home. Um, it's a student home uh, that has between uh, seven and 12 students in it. Um, and it's the same seven to 12 students throughout the course of the year. Um, and often they will continue on with one another as um, housemates, as we call it. Um, our students each uh, share a bedroom with only one other student. It's a nice spacious bedroom. They each get half of the room. Um, and living in the home with them is a married couple, um, a ho- house parents, as we call them, a, a house mother and a house father. Um, who really serve to provide the day-to-day care that, that all children need, um, from getting up in the morning and getting a good breakfast to um, having some oversight and getting your chores done, because all of our students are expected to do chores and help out around the house like you would at home, uh, preparing dinner, helping, for, helping homework get done, uh, having fun on the weekends with uh, soccer games and arts and crafts projects and trips to Hershey Park sometimes. Um, So that really is, uh, in my mind, the hallmark of who we are as an institution, um, is we're not simply a school, but we're also a home for students. Um, And we always say that we're never going to replace what we call home home, (laughs) but we will become a home for students while they're with us. Yeah, thank you. Mm So what are some of the reservations people have about the Milton Hershey School and what do you do to address those reservations? Yeah, I think that the biggest reservation that we find um, is that um, families are often concerned about enrolling their child for fear of how others might judge that decision. Um, We hear regularly from both uh, our uh, biological parents who are sending their children um, and grandparents who who are sending their grandchildren that um, in the eyes of their extended family, um, this is not the best choice, Um, that children um, deserve to be with their family, Um, that um, a, a parent or grandparent has failed um, if they've sent their child to Milton Hershey. Um, and, and what we try to encourage our families is that is that, that is certainly not the case. Um, it, it can be emotionally hard to send their child here, um, but given all that we have to offer, um, it is a temporary sacrifice for significant long-term benefits. Uh, and one of the, the things that we say is that there are some parents and grandparents 
who love their children so much they could never send their child to Milton Hershey. And then there are other grandparents and parents who love their so children so much, they have no choice but have to send their child to Milton Hershey, even though it's a sacrifice. So oftentimes it is the um, internal emotional challenges that people are facing, along with some external pressure in their home community that they might be receiving. And one of the ways that we try to address that is through what we call our Spartan Sponsor Academy. Um, we are the Milton Hershey Spartans. Um, so our Spartan Sponsor Academy is a, a really a curriculum, uh, a set of events and trainings and support systems to really bring together our parent sponsors and help equip them with um, the knowledge that they need um, along with the relationships that they will need to uh, see their child through uh, their enrollment here at Milton Hershey. That sounds really, really cool mm -hmm. uh, that you've set up an academy to kind of help them work through those challenges. Um, first, I'm curious to know though, first those families that have a very difficult time with this decision, um, do you offer any extra support to them? Um, is it a situation where there's guidance counselors available for them to talk to or anything like that? Sure. So we always want a parent or grandparent's point of contact to be the house parents that are living with their child. Um, so the first point of contact is always the house parents because they know day in and day out what is going on in the life of that child. Um, it's very easy for children to call their grandparent or, or parent the, the one time a week when they're upset, but our house parents see the other six and a half days when things are going remarkably well uh, and can help uh, encourage grandparents and, and parents. Um, in addition to the house parents, um, we have a family relations team um, who really serves as um, supports around our house parents to engage folks one-on-one -on -one when they're really struggling with the decision. And those are folks on my team who really help out to um, talk families through the decision. And, and yes, this is hard, but let's think about why you chose this initially. Um, and have your circumstances change it, changed uh, where you wouldn't experience those challenges anymore, um, along with helping to connect them to other parent sponsors, perhaps who can rally around and support them through um, a mentorship type program. That's wonderful. You set the kids up for success and then also the families for success and support throughout the process. So that piece that you just talked about, um, you know, families being able to connect with other families, do you have peer groups that grandparents or kinship caregivers can meet and ask about their experience, talk about their experience with MHS? Yeah, normally, uh, you know, when, when we're up and running without health and safety mitigation strategies and the, the challenges we're facing with COVID, uh, normally we have a variety of different ways where we help our parent sponsors and our grandparents to engage with one another. Uh, we host three family weekends over the course of the year where we build in programming on Friday, on Saturday, and on Sunday. Uh, and some of that programming is meant to be um, sponsor to sponsor where they're getting to connect one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and some of that is sponsor to child where we're providing fun activities on campus for them to get together. 
Um, we also normally would travel throughout uh, Pennsylvania and some of our other real uh, uh, popular locations and host events locally to help cultivate relationships within home communities um, where we know that there's a large number of families and perhaps families who are particularly struggling as well. Um, so those are some of the ways that we really help to connect families normally. Um, right now, we're really, again, focused on Zoom uh, and hosting Zoom meetings uh, for sponsors to connect with their children, along with sponsors to connect with staff across campus uh, and one another when time allows. And Sean, I have a, this is an easy question. So how are the grandparents and other family members acclimating to Zoom? Because I want to, I, I, I'm hoping to be able to give other folks some inspiration that other, you know, that people are picking it up and they're, you know, doing well with it. So how's that going? Yeah, we've actually found it's going quite well. Um, we were somewhat concerned uh, from uh, both a student recruitment and a parent and sponsor engagement lens of how would folks pick up some of these new technologies. Um, and what we've found is that uh, they're doing quite well. And, and sometimes it's because the, the children know how to do it because of school um, right. and the children are then teaching the grandparents. Um, mm -hmm. Other times, uh, some of our grandparents are already familiar with Zoom because of their own work um, and, and what they need to do to accomplish their work structures and even family meetings. Um, I know my, my extended relatives are getting together on Zoom and getting all my aunts and uncles to figure it out so they can join. Um, one of the things that we've really tried to do, because it isn't always 100% easy, uh, is whenever we're hosting an event, not only do we have a physical host who is running the meeting, uh, but we have other staff members trying to provide tech support uh, to help families figure out, um, well, if you can't get in, let's figure out why. Is it an issue on your end? Is it an issue on my end? Do you see the picture? Click the box. All of those kinds of things. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So I really like that you are doing this virtually as well, because I think um, peer support is often the best support and often the only support some kinship caregivers have. What are the admission requirements for the children? Sure, that, that's a great question. And, you know, it certainly is uh, uh, absolutely appropriate given this context. Um, you know, if families are uh, listening to this podcast or if professionals um, are listening and, and curious to learn more about Milton Hershey, um, I'd certainly recommend reaching out to the school um, I have a staff of admissions counselors who would happy to, be, to talk with anyone who wants to call in. Uh, we also have an excellent website that would talk through the steps of exploring Milton Hershey and whether this would be a good option. Um, but there are uh, some what I would call basic admissions criteria. Um, one of them is that because of our founding deed of trust that Mr. Hershey established along with his wife, um, children need, need to be between the age of four and 15 when they enroll. So if a child is already 16, um, they are a little bit too far into their high school curriculum to really benefit from what we have to offer. Um, additionally, if a child is two or three, we're not quite prepared to have them on campus yet. Um, but we do accept children between the ages of four and 15. Uh, normally, uh, when we're looking at the situation of biological parents considering Milton Hershey, 
Um, we do look for families to be of lower income. Um, we define that as 200% of the federal poverty guideline. Um, and that more or less equates to families who would qualify for free and reduced lunch in their local school districts. Um, when we are talking about our grandparents, however, we realize that often those grandparents are coming from all sorts of different places financially. Um, the one thing in common is that often they didn't anticipate the pressures of raising children uh, and the costs associated with it and uh, questions increasingly about retirement and, and is retirement an option or, or um, I, I don't qualify for Milton Hershey, but I need to retire and I can't retire because I need to care for my children. Um, so we really look at every kinship care situation uniquely. Um, we are going to gather an understanding of the circumstances of why the child is in kinship care. Um, what are the financial resources at the grandparents or kin's disposal? Um, and, and is this a, an option for them at a very individualized basis? Um, additionally, we look for students who will be able to do well in a traditional classroom setting the majority of the time. Um, the language we use on our website is they need to have the ability to learn. Um, and what we mean by that is if, if a child needs some additional academic or behavioral supports, um, we absolutely meet those there and meet, meet those at Milton Hershey and provide significant one-on-one -on -one supports for students. But if they're struggling academically or behaviorally in the school or in the class setting uh, and really need primarily one-on-one -on -one care, we're not going to be able to meet those students' needs while we're also serving our other 2,000 students. Um, so those are some of the behavioral, um, educational, uh, and financial uh, requirements of the school. Um, I will say that each year we receive far more applications um, than we have space for students on campus. Um, we might receive a, a couple of thousand applications for new students and only have space for four to 500 in a given year. Um, what I will say is that we absolutely prioritize students who are appropriate to Milton Hershey who are coming from kinship care situations. Um, that goes straight back to our original deed of trust and the original founders of intent of Mr. and Mrs. Hershey, that we would serve students who are not in the care of their parents or whose parents are simply unable to care for them. So they are really put to the front of the line and I would strongly encourage any grandparent uh, or, or another relative in a kinship care situation to consider Milton Hershey as a possible option for them to explore. So Sean, how long does the admissions process take? And so, so if people are interested, maybe, you know, in enrolling their kinship children, when should they think about starting the process? Yeah, for us, the situation is not so much about how long the process takes. It's when we enroll the majority of our students. Okay. We enroll the majority of our students, just like most other schools, at the start of the school year. Uh, and for us, that is August. So each August, we typically enroll the vast majority of the new students who would enroll. To be considered for that August enrollment, we strongly encourage families to apply anytime from February through May. Um, the earlier, the better. 
Um, we do receive applications in uh, June and July, and sometimes we're able to work with those families, but oftentimes uh, we need to consider them for a, a different uh, time frame of enrollment, maybe over uh, the January break when we start our second semester after the holidays. But I like to say, whenever you'd be looking to enroll your child, starting the process about five to six months before is really ideal, um, if not before then or even earlier. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Next question, which we ask everyone, um, what do you, Sean, do for self-care? Oh, Goodness, that's a great question. Uh, well, I know what I did for self-care pre-COVID. Um, I loved to uh, get exercise. I was someone who would wake up you know, bright and early three or four times a week and go to the gym and really get in a good workout and clear my head uh, mentally and, and really test my body physically and get some stress out. Um, with COVID, I'm trying to be particularly careful uh, about some of those things. I view it as my role and the the role of all staff at Milton Hershey to help protect our community here on campus. Uh, so now I'm sitting at home doing push-ups, um, trying to do sit-ups and get a little bit of a workout in. Um, through COVID, I've, I've been able to develop um, a habit of going for a walk every day with my wife and kids. Um, so that is uh, something that we're doing. And I also love to read um, fiction, fantasy, uh, all sorts of different things like that. So that's another uh, way that I try to keep refreshed and uh, stay focused through what can be a really trying time right now. Yeah, yeah. I think just finding that time to, you know, like you're, you're talking about fiction and, you know, fantasy novels, just that time to disconnect from mm -hmm. the real world right now is, is very crucial, mm -hmm. I think. So I love that you're making time for that. Well, Sean, thank you again for oh goodness, absolutely. a guest on our show. We really appreciate it. For our listeners, we will put all of the contact information in the show notes, and then they will also be featured on our website. So come visit our website as well. So thanks again, Sean. Have a great day. Thank you guys so much for your good work. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, Andrea, can you tell our listeners how to reach Ken Connector? Sure, Tia Maria. Kin Connector can be reached at 1-866-546-2111 or at our website, www.kinconnector.org. Thanks, Andrea. And we will see you guys next month.